All right, so today's daf is daf Kuf Dalid, page 104 in Meseches Yavamas, and we pick up from the Mishnah, six lines, seven lines, from the top of the Amud. Here we go. Brand new topic, and we keep moving along in the process of Chalitza. So we've learned about the shoe, we've learned about um, the, the woman is obligated to remove the shoe, untie the shoe, the shoe, you know, and the whole process of the foot being on the ground and making sure it's a complete... Uh, it's a complete removal. And now we, com- we continue moving along and we're going to discuss at what time of day is Chalitza allowed to be done. So let's give a little bit of an introduction to this Mishnah. Chalitza itself, it doesn't seem like there should be an issue. Let me do Chalitza at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, 11 o'clock at night, whenever, whenever I want. Why should it make an afkamina? Because the, the, you have to go to the Shah of the city. And when do people sit at the Shah of the city? Okay, why the do they sit at the Shah of the city during the day? Because Hilcha is mumness. Right when it comes to very good when it comes to financial um, arrangements when it comes to financial arrangements we know that the 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 court has to at least start their their um, litigation deliberation deliberation during the day all right so maybe chalitza which has ksuba as an integral part of it because the second husband's taking on and continuing the achrayis maybe that takes on the monetary laws and that that's going to be the the sigil of Here we go. Chalitza balayla. Let's say we did chalitza at night. Chalitza sukshera. It's going to be valid. Now again, whenever we use this expression, it seems to be b'diyavet. It's kosher if you did it, but it's not like preferred. Rabbi Lazar says no. Chalitza at night is posel. Period. Okay. So machlekas number one is: Can you do it at night? Tanakama says b'diyavet. Yeah. And Rabbi Lazar says nope. doodles. Nothing happening. Okay. Says the Mishnah Viter, Bismayl. Let's say she took the shoe, the left shoe off his foot. So then, Chalitzosa Psula, the Tanakama holds the Chalitzas puzzle. Now, but again, notice this because the Gemara is going to focus on this a little bit later. At night, Tanakama said it's Bidiyavet okay. The left one is Bidiyavet not okay. And Rabbi Lazar, who in the beginning said it's not okay by night, says that the left shoe is going to be okay. That's what it seems the Machleka switches. In our Mishnah. All right, let's get into the Gemara. Huh? Doesn't, doesn't make a difference. Got to be the right, and the Gemara is about to get into this. Okay. Let's say the initial machlekes in the Mishnah is about the following idea. One opinion is, is that we compare the laws of, of money to the laws of Tsaras. Now, the law of Tsaras needs to be donned by day. It needs to be paskin by day, not at night. So, too, over here where there's financial matters in play, we're going to say it's got to be done by day. And therefore, Rebbe Lozah says, Puzzle. And the Tanakhama holds, no, there's no connection. And you, there's no direct uh, uh, learning one from the other. Hence, it's going to be okay to do at night. That's not the Machlaik. Everybody agrees. We do not connect the laws of Tzaras to the laws of financial matters. And I'll prove it to you. Because if we would connect those halachas, even if you were to have a Gemar Din at night, also it should not be valid. Because the halacha is, again, by financial matters, you actually let a paskin at night. You just can't start it at night. It's got to be started by day. But the psak was actually done usually at night. You see, here's the machlekes in our mission about chalitza being done at night. Listen to this lamdash machlekes, this is geshmak. One opinion is that chalitza is considered the start of a financial din tire. You hear this? It's geschmack. 
Why is it considered the start of a financial uh, financial dentira? Because she's not actually taking any ksuba right now at the time of the chalitza. Umar sovar chalitza kigmar din damya patanikama holds it's going to be kosher at night. You know why? Because since you're guaranteeing, here's the after word. Since you're guaranteeing the ksuba, the first bow by the chalitza is establishing her ksuba vaiter. So even as soon as she does the chalitza, that that's like that's something which is allowed to take place tonight. That's like a psak din of the bezdin. Hence, is going to be kosher gishmak. Okay, says the Gemara vaiter. Um, Rabba Barachia Kituspa Rabba Barachia from Kituspa Ovad Ovda, it happened to him. Bimaik Ubiachidi Ubalaila. Okay, let me tell you what happened. Bimaik means he was wearing a, the, the Chalitza took place with a fabric shoe, and it was Yechidi, it was alone, Ubalaila, and it was at night. Says the Gemara, what, 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 what happened over here? What's going on? Amr Shmuel, Kamarav Govrei Dovei Biyachida. Yeah, what's going on over here? Yeah, this must be a big time sock because you know we're following the opinion of a Das Yachid. Says the Gemara, okay, yeah, following the Das Yachid. Beseder, no, no, Rabbah was not married. Why is he found the opinion of a Das Yachid that he's doing it at night? So the Gemara says, my Kasha, what's bothering you? E Mike, if it's bothering you that he used the fabric material shoe. Stomatanya, that's a that's a stambrisa, and we pass him like a stambrisa. So what's the problem? Yeah, it should be kosher to wear uh, to use a fabric shoe. Elila, and if the, your problem is that he did chalitza at night, stomatanina. Also, that is the uh, that's the tanakama. That's our mission over here, right? What does tanakama say? If you do it at night, kosher. So you're following the regular opinion of the tanakama. Beseder. Now, Ella. So what's your problem? Yechidi, kokashale. Uh, your question is. Um, um, why he's following the uh, Yechidi. Let me tell you something. Hechi Ovid Yechidi. I'm sorry. I said Yechidi means he's following the Das Yachid. Over here, Yechidi means he didn't use a Bezdin of three. He did it alone. Okay. So Hechi Dom Yechidi. Hechi Ovid Yechidi. How could he do it alone? The Yechidaka Tanila. Is it because you have. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, I was right originally. Okay, fine. What does it mean, Yechidi? Doesn't mean that it was a Das Yachid. That he's passing like the time we learned in the Mishnah, Chotzer B'Shnayim, he did Chalitza with two judges. He did in front of three Bezdin. V'nimsa Echami Amkarev Apostle. One of them turns out to be a Karev, a relative of either one of them or Apostle Chalitza Sapsula. The Chalitza is possible because now you're down to two. Reb Shimon Bar Yechon and Asandler Machshir. Reb Shimon Yechon and Asandler say it's still going to be kosher. Umaisin, there was a story Bechod Jecholatz Beinada Beina with a fellow who did Chalitza just between the two of them. You know why? They were Bebeis Asurim. Can you imagine? Imagine you have a situation where you have a man and a woman, a Yavam and Yavam, but for whatever reason they were thrown into a dungeon. They are thrown into prison. There's nobody else around. And they wanted to do the Mitzvah Chalitza. They did it based on Surah Mubam, they brought the Shaila of Rebbe Kiva, he said it's Beseder. There's not a single judge. You hear this? In order to say, Rebbe Yudam, in order to pass in Kosher, that means that our whole original, all our original Mishnahis that discuss how many you need for a Bezdin is only, ideally, L'Chathila. But Lamaisa, let's say you were to perform, let's say she was to perform Chalitza with no Dayanim present. Rabbi Akiva says, We paskin like Isai Hazog, we paskin like Rav Shimon and Rabbi Yechanan. So, which is that you can't do that. So, here's our question. The question on him is, why did you paskin like Rabbi Akiva, the Yechidah, and Elias of Dudalu? Okay, so that's 
the, that, that's the understanding of his question. Another way to say why, why Shmuel had a question on Rabbah is Kulu Nami He said that, you know, all of these, everything that he did along the way was really only a das yachid. The Tanakh went to the Brai, so Amr Bishmol Barabiasi, and Shmuel Barabiasi says, Ani Reisi is Rabbi Shmuel Ben Alisha, Shechalat Melmaik, Biachida Balayla. I saw Rabbi Shmuel Ben Alisha, who did it with a material shoe, by himself, without a bezdin, and also at night. So again, you just see it's a das yachid, hence, that's, that's Shmuel's challenge on Rabba Barchiat Kitus Ba'a, why he's paskening. Along those lines of Adas Yachid. Gewaldic. Period. Two dots. Now, we just established the first half of the Mishnah. Again, our Mishnah gave us two halachas. Halacha number one is can you do it at night? Machlaikas. Second shaila was what about the left shoe? Machlaikas, but the Machlaikas flipped, seemingly. When, you read, when we read the Mishnah, the Machlaikas flipped. Let's, let's see. My time at what's the reason for. Um, what's the reason for the Psak of the Rabbanon who say that if you do it with the left shoe, it's possible? Amarulola says, Yafin and Regal Rago means that we learned that Regal Rago from Mitzayra. The halacha by Mitzayra was in order by his purification process to remove his, his Tumas Tzaras. What did we do? We applied blood from his carbon Oshem to his right toe. Yeah, it had to be on the right side. Malan Diyamin, Afkan Diyamin. Just like by the application of the blood uh, the, from the word Regal of Mitzayra means on the right. So too, regal over here by chalitza has to be done with the right shoe. That's the opinion of Tanakama. Does Rebbelazar argue on that? Does he argue on that drasha? Does he argue on the Xerah Shava? V'hatanya b'melent in abrab. Well, why so Rebbelazar? I mean, I'm there. It's Yashiba. Isn't I am on this? How do you know by a... Um, by a nirza, Yashikaya. How do you know by a nirza? That you draw, that you uh, bore a hole with an all... In his right ear. I think the only time in my life I ever used that word all is talking about a nirtza. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Because I'm not a builder man. Yeah. All right. So, but it's, it's a good word for a yeshiva guy. That's how we use the word all. Yeah. By the, by the nirtza. Okay. So how do you know that it's on the right ear? It says by a, by a nirtza, oizen. And it says the word oizen by a mitzayra as well. They would also place blood on his right ear. So we see Rebbe Lezer agrees with the Xerah Shava of the right side. Gavaldik. So why would he argue with the Tanakhama in our Mishnah and say that if you do it with the left shoe, it's not valid? He should hold it's not valid because it's got to be on the right side. You, you hold of, of the Xerah Shava answers the Gemara. You're right. We made a mistake. Switch it around. Switch it around. Meaning... Really, it's a consistent machlekes in our Mishnah. The same way the Tanakama holds its kosher at night, Tanakama holds the left shoe is kosher. And the same way Rebbe Lezer holds its puzzle at night, he also holds that the left shoe is, is uh, puzzle because he's the one who makes the Xerah Shava of Yemen Yemen. Yeah? Okay. Rav Amar, Rav says, you don't need to switch it around. I'll tell you the difference. Eisen, Eisen, Mufni. Rega, Rega, Mufni. of Eisen, Eisen. Because it's extra. But regal, regal, maybe doesn't agree that it's a strong Zerah Shava. Maybe it's not extra. And just because he agrees that Eisen, Eisen, he makes Zerah Shava, doesn't mean he agrees regal, regal. Right? Says the Gemara, okay, fine. Let's say it's not. Let's say it's not extra, the word regal, regal. But still, you can still make Zerah Shava that's easily uprooted. What's his problem with the issue, with the, with the Zerah Shava, regal, regal, that he's not following? And he'll hold that Taka, you cannot, that he'll hold, you can use the left shoe. Answer the Gemara, 
his problem with regal regal is malu matzira. Matzira is different than the case of um, chalitza. Shekain toon eats erez ve'ezayv ushni tolas. Because there's more that goes into the purification process, right? You got to use the the from the cedar tree, which represents the arrogance of the matzira, the hyssop. That's bent over, right? You bend it over. So that's the, the humility that needs to come. The the wool. Mimela, he says, listen, you know that you could upshot it by saying there's extra chumras uh, on it. Hence, he does not agree with the xerzov regal regal and the left foot he holds will taka be kosher for chalitza. So interestingly, the gemara is ending off with a machlekes as to how to understand the machlekes in the mishnah. When the mishnah says that if you use the left shoe. The Tanakama holds not good, and Rebelzer holds good. Approach number one is switch it around. Approach number two is no, you don't need to switch it around. Rebelzer didn't agree with the uh, the Gzir Shava of Regal Regal, but he agreed with the Gzir Shava of Aizen Aizen. Okay, period. End of that conversation. So now what we've established is at what time of day Chalitza needs to be done. Let's keep going. Now, the Torah tells us that how was Chalitza done. So here's what, here's what they would do. They would, and let's focus on, on whether there's action or passiveness. You ready? Speech is passive. So here we go. Chalitza's done. What does she do? Untie the shoe. Remove the shoe. Say the psukim. Spit. Alright? That's, that's the process over here. So Gemara here is going to get into what happens if you miss one of the steps along the way. You do it out of order. Chvez. Which ones are ma'akev? Which steps of the process are ma'akev? Get in the way and ruin the whole thing. And which are, are essential, we'll call it. And which ones are not essential. Chaltza v'rakaka. Let's say she took off his shoe and she spit next to him. However, avolaykara. She did not say the psukim in the tyrant. Now the Gemara is going to say, what's going to be an afkamina with this? Can, can uh, people who are mute... Do have a valid chalitza, right? Interesting Shiloh. People, we, we've discussed an amputee, right? We discussed that. So let's get into this. Chalitza, she removed the shoe and she spit. However, she did not say the psukim, the Allah is chalitza psula. It is not a puzzle. Huh? Thank you. I'm in the machlekes already. However, let's say she read the psukim and she spit. He didn't take off the shoe. So what do you see so far? What do you see from here? You see that removing the shoe is a ma'akif de kazakh. However, spitting, I'm sorry, reciting the psukim is not a ma'akif de kazakh. thing. Let's say she read the psukim. Okay. She took off the shoe and she read the psukim. But now she didn't spit. You hear? So this is the third one. Rabbi Lazar, now we have a machlekes. First two, there's no machlekes. What about spitting? Rabbi Lazar says, chalitzos psula. Spitting is essential. Rabbi Kiva Aymer, chalitzos Spitting is not essential. Top of Amad Beis. Amar le Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says to him, he says to Rabbi Kiva, who all that spitting is not essential, he says, one second. Shteten l'psukim. Okay? By chalitza. Kocha ye What? Just like that. Just like this. Ye ase, there must be a maisa. It must be done. There must be activity. Says Rabbi Elazar to Rabbi Kiva, how in the world can you tell me if, if um, she didn't spit? 
Anything, anything that has activity is essential. Spitting is, is essential. You think you got a proof from there? No. This is what you do to a man. Read the whole Pasuk, he says to Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Elazar. And he says, you know what it means? You know what's essential? Anything that's done on the body of the person. Does she spit on the guy? She doesn't spit on the guy. She's next to the guy. So removing of the shoe is what's ma'akiv. Anything else that's not, anything else that's an activity, but it's not on him, it's not lo'ish, is not ma'akiv. Whether you read a kocha yosa and put a kama, or whether a kiva says kocha yosa lish, that's when the kama goes. Hence, it's not ma'akiv the spitting. All right. Hacherish and nechlats. What about if you have a hacherish, a deaf mute, the dos chalitza, or let's say the Yavama is a deaf mute. Or let's say Yavama did Chalitza cotton. In all these cases, it's not Ketana What happens if you have a, a girl who's a Yavama and she's still a Ketana? 10 years old. So if she already did Chalitza, you got to do it again. And if you don't do it again, So then what she did originally does not work. Okay, now this is interesting. This is fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. And uh, we're going to get, we'll discuss though later why the Mishnah writes it like this. And every other place it says, if you, if, you know, if a uh, deaf mute does it, psula. And now we say like this, if a katana does it, puzzle. But she should do it again. If she doesn't do it again, then it's puzzle. So just tell me, if Mimanoshach, just say, katana is puzzle. And I'll know she's got to do it again. Like, why is the Mishnah writing it like this? So we'll go to Mishnah. Chotz Mishnah. Let's say she did chalitza with two dayanim. This is the mission we quoted earlier. Chalitza subsula. Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Echina Sander Machshirin. There was a story. Remember, we just had the summer Aleph. Yeah, the base asur. He had a couple in the base asur. Rabbi Akiva veHechshir. They came from Rabbi Akiva and he kashered it up. Says the Gemara. Here we go. Amar Rav Rav says. Now that we said that reading the Psukim is not Ma'akev, there's no action. You learn from here that if people are mute, they could still have a valid Chalitza. Okay, makes a lot of sense. You don't need to say anything really. Uh, reciting the Psukim is not essential. Tonight we learned in the Mishnah, If you have a Cheresh, a deaf mute, does Chalitza, this is our Mishnah. Or, or there was Chalitza done to a Kota. It's not good. My time, but why not? What's the issue with the cotton? What's the issue with the deaf mute? Because they, they can't speak regularly. There's no valid speech taking place. So the Chora, here's the challenge. You sh- the Chora, the same thing should apply to a regular Elaine, a regular mute person. They can't speak. It shouldn't be valid. Gemara says, The reason the issue uh, is not the speech, why it's not valid by the, by the Cherish and the cotton, the issue is the Das. And an elim has das. Just because you, you can't talk doesn't mean you can't process the information. It's when you can't process the information that makes it not valid. But not being able to speak, still still okay. So why, it says a great question. We said, what happens if a, if a mute woman, Yavama, does it to a healthy man? Or a mute man has chalitza done on him? Then it's kosher. It says Gemara, if it's okay, why don't you just say, even if she's a mute, he's a mute, it's still okay. Now, 
He says that Elaim the e. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I made a mistake. Made a mistake in the question. It says Gemara Ihachi. If it's true, Elaim be Nami. Okay. Now what's Elaim be Nami? So here's the deal. Here's the deal. When I was re- again, when I was uh, learning this earlier, I was like, well, what's the shayla? The Gemara here is assuming that if you're mute, that is also symbolic of having a, um, a detriment in one's mental abilities. By not being able to speak, it does show something psychologically about one's mental capabilities. Uh, to which Rava says, not necessarily. Yeah, it could be a physical ailment of the mouth. Very interesting. It could be a physical ailment of the mouth. It doesn't necessarily represent what's going on uh, inside their minds. Says Gemara of Amri the of Yana, not what's or in, incompetence of the minds. The reason why um, we say in our Mishnah it would be a problem for a Cheresh is because they can't speak. Now that seems to imply that it's the speech more than the Das that's causing the problem. Interesting. Now, you could say even deeper than this, speech does represent das, different than what Rava say. And Rava, you're an Amira, that seems to argue on the Mishnah, which implies that the issue is that you can't just separate speech from das. You have to say they're interconnected. This is such a powerful idea because we know that as humans, that's our kayach. Our kayach over animals is our, is our kayach adibur, right? So, rather, where's Rava's statement? Where he says that and it's just their mouths that are causing them uh, hardship. That's the, going on the Seifa, which says, If you have a now that you said um, that reading it is ma'akev, because again, there is a connection between the mouth and the das. Therefore, and our Mishnah follows the opinion of Reb Zera. Reb Zera says, and when it comes to carbonis, anything that is able to be mixed together, ain't bila ma'akev as boy, bila is not ma'akev. As long as something is ro'i, as long as something is fit, even if you don't mix it together within, within the carbon mincha, it's still going to be valid. Because you're capable. There's a big, there's a biggest side in halacha. Sometimes, even if something's supposed to be done, as long as, even if you didn't do it, if, as long as it's still capable, as long as it's ro'i, it's still in the parsha. If it's not fit to be mixed together, then it is ma'akev, and it would passel up the carbon. So what does that mean over here? It means like this. Ready? How does this come back to Chalitza? When the Yavam and Yavam are able to speak, then we say, if you don't read the Pesukim, it's still okay. Because Chaj, they still have the ability. You didn't do it, fine, but you could have. If you could have, it's valid. But if you couldn't have, then the Chalitza is going to be passel. Okay. Period. Shokhulei lavu de Shmuel. They sent the Shaila to Shmuel's father. Yivama Sharaka Tachlitz. All right. So, if you have a guy dies childless, he's got four brothers. They're at the Leviah, 
we're at the Levaya, or we'll say, you know, after the Levaya, they're called into Bezdin. Yeah, they're called into Bezdin. Bezdin's talking to them, and they're saying, listen, Chavra, there's going to have to be uh, a mitzvah done over here, either Yibam or Chalitza. And she looks at one of them, and she spits at him. Spits on the floor next to one of the brothers. Okay? So the halacha is Tachlitz. She's got to finish up her Chalitza. She started it, she didn't have to finish it. Which means that she can't marry any of them. Money, whose opinion is that? This was the Shaila that um, they asked Shmuel's father. If you're going to say that when she spits at one brother, she's got to finish the process, following the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. What did Rabbi Akiva say in our Mishnah? Rabbi Akiva said that, that, Rakik, that spitting is, uh, if she doesn't spit, it's not ma'akiv. Okay? So, hashta umam maka mitzvah, dikil me'mar midi da murim. He says, listen, according to, you know, when you have a chiv, when you have a chiv, when, when it comes to karbonais, techiles nuhulay ma'akve. Let's say there's, there's part of the imurim, part of the limbs that have to be burnt on the mizbeach. If you don't burn it, it's not ma'akiv. Either way, you're allowed to eat the other parts of the karbon, techiles ma'akiv, but when they are, here, and it is ma'akev, meaning no kayan's allowed to eat from the meat. Amar Rabbi Akiva Rabbi still says that it's not ma'akev. So me'achin ifsula, would Rabbi Akiva hold <clears throat> that she's going to uh, passel her up from the brothers completely? No. Because, Rabbi, again, what did Rabbi Akiva say in the Mishnah? He says that when you don't spit at all, it's not going to ruin something that otherwise would have been kosher. But over here, nothing else was done, Pasha. The Ella, rather going to say it's Rebbe Lazar. You're going to say that the opinion over here is Rebbe Lazar holds that spitting is an integral part of the process. So when she spits on him, or at him, when she spits at him, you know what we're going to say? Uh, she, she's, she, she did the process, but kind of out of order. So now go finish it. But the problem here is, there are two things that are matirim, two things that allow him to become... Mutter um, to the rest of the world. And we have a klal, we have a rule that when two things are done in order to matter something, you need both. And Mamela, therefore, according to Rabbi Lazar, let's say she only spit, but she didn't take off a shoe, it shouldn't do anything. Because you need both things that are matir. They're both essential, they're both ma'akif. So it's not Rabbi Alazar. And it's not Rebbe Akiva, so we're back to square one. Who is the Tana who holds that when you have a woman in court who spits at near one of the brothers, she's got to go ahead and now finish the process because um, she's not, and she's not going to marry any of the other brothers. Elaka Rebbe, it's the opinion of Rebbe, the Tana of Rebbe Now we're going to go, we're going to bring in a different halacha, but just notice the reason why we're going on this, we'll call it, this other halacha, it's not a tangent because we're going to bring it around, is the issue of Rabbi Elazar is, is that if you have two dovarim hamatirim, you need both in order for anything to have an impact. So when she only spits, why was it essential? But as, so, as soon as we bring an opinion that shows that one out of two dovarim hamatirim start the process for us, so then we're going to have a proper opinion. See, we're, we're good. It says the Gemara, Elakid Rabbi. This halacha is going to follow the opinion of Rebbe. The Tanakh learned the Rebbe. Kiv say atzeres the two the 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 kvasim 
the sheep that are brought on Shavuos. Ein mekadshin halechem ela b'shchita. So here's what happened. They were bring two sheep along with two loaves of bread. Once they were makar of the sheep, they were allowed to eat the loaves of bread. Now, when you needed shchita, ketzad. So what's the case? If let's say they shechted the the kibsei atzeres l'shma and they sprinkled the blood l'shma kadash alechem the halacha is the bread is now kodesh shachat shaloy l'shma let's say they made a mistake and they didn't shecht the karbonis l'shma v'zorak l'shma but they sprinkled the blood l'shma then loy kadash alechem again what did you do. One out of two of the steps properly. You did the shechita shalai lishma, but you sprinkled lishma. So we say no, no, no. <clears throat> Says the Tanakama loy kodash halachem shachton lishma v'zarak daman shalai lishma. Unless you did the shechita lishma, but not the sprinkling, kodesh or in a kodesh. So now you're in limbo. It's kodesh, it's holy, but it is not holy. Okay. Now again, you only have one of the dvarim hamatirim and not the other. Divir Rebbe, that is Rebbe's shita. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon Aimer, La'ilam, in a Kaddish. No, the bread is not considered Kaddish. Ad she'yishchit lishman, v'zarku daman lishman. You need everything to be done lishma. But the Maisi, you see from over here what? Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon says, whenever you have a Dvar Mamatirim, multiple things, they both need to be done in order to have an impact. Rebbe says no. Rebbe holds one without the other. Is also going to be besaders, also going to be okay. Hence, let's bring this full circle. Back to the din of Chalitza, which is when you have a girl, a, a, a widow who spits, which is an essential part of the Chalitza, spits near one of the Yavamen, even if she didn't do anything else, Rebbe is going to be the opinion that she cannot marry any of the other Yavamen. Okay? Because this itself had an impact. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Kiva, are you going to tell me it's Takachu Rebbe Kiva is not of the opinion that Rekikos Pasol Vatanya Pasol Surafer and the other brothers Vatanya Lundin Rebaisa Chalza if she took off his shoe but didn't spit Chalitza Zachera you hear this it's a valid Chalitza now what happens when it's a valid Chalitza she's Pasol with everybody else she can't marry the other, other brothers Raka but let's say she spit let's say she only spit which was our case when she spit at the brothers did she take off the shoe? no did she say the Pesukim? no Chalitza Zabzula it's Pasol Kara, she said the psuk of Lairak of Lairchalza, Aimkan, Beis Mechlish. So obviously nothing happened. All she did is said, she, it's like she's learning Tyre. Yeah, she read psuk of the Tyre, she didn't spin, she didn't take off the shoe. Fine. Now, money. Who's the Tana of that Mishnah? Elim. Mm, let's hold it here. Let's hold it here. Okay, the Gemara's in the middle of its question, and the question here is that we're going to try to prove that Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Akiva himself. Before we said, there's no chance Rebbe Kiva is the Shita who holds it if she just spits at them, that there's anything valid that happened over here. But, but, but um, from this, from this Brysa, it seems to imply that if she spit, but didn't take off the shoe, or she took off his shoe, and uh, yeah, or, or if she spit and didn't take off the shoe, and now this Gemara tomorrow, we'll restart the Brysa, we're going to see who's the Tana of this Brysa, and challenge how we're, our current understanding of Rabbi Akiva Shita. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.